Welcome back to Radio Rumi. It's wonderful to be back and able to speak with you once again and address something new that's hopefully relevant to our lives and to what Rumi has been speaking about. But before that, you know, it just occurred to me the other day that I have never in these podcasts thanked the whole group of people who come together to help me with making these episodes happen. At least for the ones that are taking the larger share of help, like my friend Sogand, who is the producer, and my younger friend Amal, the amazing designer. I cannot tell you how inspiring her work is to me, and I hope to all of you. So if you visit our website, particularly on University of Maryland, that is Radio Rumi at umd.edu, you see her multiple designs specifically done for various episodes. Thank you, Amal. And of course, I need to thank Janelle and Jeff, my colleagues in technology, those who helped me clean up the recordings, those who listen to me and tell me I should stay further away from the mic or speak louder or whatever is relevant. Thank you all and thank you those who I am not naming because they are not on the front of doing this and I'm not that familiar with all of them. Like everything else, this is a group effort and it would have not happened without their help. Now to our present day episode, many of you, really quite a few, have asked me to try and speak to the issue of disappointment. As you know, it's a part of life. (laughs) It happens to all of us. We could be disappointed with the people who are the closest to us, who work with us, who are a relative, who are our children or, or spouses. And it is sometimes very hard to come to terms with it. I have um, thought about it a lot and taken some time to do this episode because, A, I didn't want to present my work here in these podcasts as something akin to solving problems, being a kind of counselor or or psychologist, because I'm not, and I don't think that I should take that kind of a role. Secondly, anything I do here is and should be based on the works of Rumi, and particularly his lyric works, where he speaks of love, of the forces that control our emotions and our thoughts and our behaviors as a whole. So I hope that I am not um, presenting these words under kind of false pretenses. Let's address disappointment and see how he talks about them. But to begin with, it's very interesting that when you read Rumi, you see this enormously positive force. And that may explain part of the reason why so many of us are attracted to him. He seems to be 
alive with hope, with laughter, with dance. But I want to tell you that he's actually also very aware of pain, of loneliness, of defeat, of disappointment. But the way he addresses that and the way he makes sense of it or tries to make sense of it is that these sad feelings, these sometimes painful feelings are the very important side of the coin, the other side of which is hope and happiness. In other words, he wants us to understand that these cannot exist without one another. Without disappointment, hope would be meaningless. That is really a core idea he puts forth. After a time of disappointment, there is always hope and room for hope. In other words, do not take disappointment as the end of the world, as the end of your life, as the end of your experiences. Always expect that something very different could come and most likely will come after the disappointment. Under blindness in our inner world, innermost core of our being, there is the power to see. Why is this important, these two? Because Nabini Nur Chondaunitokuri. If you don't see light, how would you understand blindness? And if you do not see the black moments, how do you know the difference between that and the brightness, the hope that comes afterwards? He also, when addressing disappointment, is very adamant that we have to pursue these feelings and try to understand their sources. And for him, like in many, many other places, the true source of hope is that truth supreme, the Haq, which is best translated in his case as God. But what does this God want us? Is he going to just, according to Rumi, just give us good feelings because we have had some disappointment? No, خدای پر شما را ز جهد ساخته است. خدای پر شما را ز جهد ساخته است. چو زندئید بجنبید و جهد بنمایید. I think this is a masterpiece. God has given you wings from the power to do, to seek, to make an effort. That's جهد. God has given you wings from your own efforts. When you're alive, move, move, try and seek. And then he connects that to hope. In passivity. In not moving 
in not making an effort, hope rots, literally. Omid mipusat. It goes to pieces. It, even worse than that, it rots. It, it disintegrates. It disappears. If your wings break and fall, what can you find? What are you worthy of? So this is really amazing. Let me first read the Persian again one more time for those who follow the original. خدای پر شما را از جهد ساخته است چو زنده اید بجنبید و جهد بنمایید به کاهلی پر و بال امید میپوسد چو پر و بال بریزد دگر چرا شایید God has given you wings from your own efforts and if that wing breaks and falls because you're not using it then you're almost not worthy of anything. That's very interesting because sometimes people think of mysticism as something that happens to us. We can just sit and meditate or think about good things or read poetry and it will happen to us. Now, of course, all those efforts are very important and very worthy only if they are combined with jahd, only if we make them to become the force that makes our wings move and help us fly. And then he also says in a, another ghazal, تا چند خرق بردرم از بیم و از درد شراب و واخرم از بیم و از For how long should I move between fear and hope, fear and hope. And of course I do, I'm a human being, I have to do that. But give me, give me that wine that helps me overcome this rush between the binaries. Now again, this is not Jack. He's not now saying the opposite of what he said before. He doesn't say, just give me wine so I can sit down and have it all happen. This Sharab is the love that we have always been talking about, the force that makes you take the blows that come with life and translate them into actions that build rather than destroy. You will never, never see in Rumi's philosophy an encouragement to destroy, to show anger, to break things only when you need to look inside and redo your own thoughts or your own actions. And how can you do that? When that wine of hope frees you from running between hope and fear. Pishar jam aatash andish soos ra kandish haast dar saram az beem o az umeed. Dar aftab rooy khodam dar zan ke man manand in ghazal taram az beem o az it is a masterpiece. And let me tell you, my husband has a joke about this expression of mine because every time I read something of Rumi or another master poet, and I'm like, wow, this is a masterpiece. And he says, is there anything you don't think is a masterpiece? <laughs> well, yes, there are. There are some, but it's amazing how much these figures have given us in our lives. And how worthy it is to read 
what they have given us and make it a part of our lives. So here he's talking to this hack, this truth supreme that can give the wine, the wine of love. So he says, bring forth the glass of wine that helps me burn those unnecessary feelings that imprison me, that take away my energy to fly. Burn them with this wine because in my head I do have those fearful feelings, those ideas that could take away my ability to fly. در آفت آب روی خودم دار سان که من مانند این قزل ترم از بیم و از امید Here's the masterpiece Keep me in the sun in the glow that comes from your face Let it shine on me because I am full I am drenched in fear and a combination of hope So what happens to putting something in the sun, it gets rid of being cold and tired and drenched if you've been in rain, for example. So keep me in the sun and the sunshine of your face. Remember how we talked about the beauty of the world around us, of the people around us, of the nature around us could be one of the best ladders that take us up towards the higher parts of our own goodness. در آفتاب روی خودم دار از آن که من مانند این قزل ترم از بیم و از امید. Now, the poem I just read began to point to where Rumi sees to be the best place for hope, which is the antidote to disappointment. It doesn't take away the fear of disappointment. It doesn't take away the pain of disappointment. But it shows you that the opposite of it exists. And it does happen. And you can, with your wings of personal inner strength and effort, fly in that direction. This real place, as we saw, was with Hak, the truth supreme God. Now, he explains this in um, the Mass Navi, in his more didactic and more philosophical work, which teaches basically what one may describe as the way of living a real life, a fruitful life, which also has a mystical dimension to it. Now he says, bar rahati, zan taraf ham afati. The room is not for running away from life and from what we need to do and to deal with. So he says, if you run away to one corner, from that very corner, a new calamity, or at least just a problem, will come your way. He always has, like any good poet, these fun, humorous examples. By God, he says, if you hide in a mouse hole, a cat will attack you from some corner. So it doesn't matter where you run away, you will face that. And very soon, he explains why. Because that issue that you're trying to run away from is predominantly rooted in your own 
thoughts, feelings and actions. آدمی را فربهی هست از خیال گر خیالاتش بود صاحب جمال Your wellness, your strength comes from the thoughts that flow through your minds the images, the ideas So this line says the wellness of a human being depends on these inner thoughts and feelings You will be fine if these inner feelings are beautiful, are helpful, are constructive, can do something that's worth doing. بر خیالاتش نماید ناخوشی میگدازد همچون موم از آتشی. If the inner feelings are not happy, if they're sad, if they're tainted with anxiety, if they're tainted with disappointment. And of course, these are all very real things. It doesn't mean to blame human beings for having these feelings. He just wants to show where the source is based on his own thoughts and philosophy of life. So if these inner thoughts are unpleasant, are anxious, are sad, are frightening, This person could melt like a candle that's burning and suffer more and more. And then he wants to drive it home even more strongly. He says, در میان مار و کجدم گر تو را با خیالات خوشان دارد خدا مار و کجدم مر تو را مونس بود کان خیالت کیمیای مس بود If You are surrounded by snakes and scorpions. Obviously, he means this in an allegorical way, not actual snakes and scorpions. But he says if you are surrounded with things or people or events that are as bad as the snakes and scorpions, but you have happy, calm confident feelings inside you مار و کجدم مر تو را مونس بود کان خیالت کیمیای مس بود those bad things or bad people or bad events they can even become like a companion to you because your thoughts and your feelings can change their nature the nature of those bad things like an elixir and you know this is not So impractical either, because if you're not afraid, if you're not too anxious, if you're not too hesitant, if you're not too proud and basically unwilling to listen, all these terrible things that we human beings can have, if you don't have them, if your vision is not blocked by these things, you will find ways of changing your circumstances. You will find ways of like elixir, which is, of course, fictional, but was believed to be able to turn copper into gold, you can turn those bad circumstances into good. And then, of course, he, at the end of this episode, he takes us back to where he wants us to be going, heading, and thinking about. And that is, again, God, the truth supreme. He's kunji. بی دد و بیدام نیست 
جز به خلوتگاه حق آرام نیست recite the very last three lines because I think it's beautiful to listen to where he says if surrounded by snakes and scorpions God gives you some fine feelings that you have these positive feelings inside the bad circumstance could become your companion and you can with their help change your circumstance into a much better one because there are no corners in which you do not have dad and dom which is wild animals or traps there are all kinds of traps you could be the richest the most powerful person on earth and be constantly worried about how you will lose this how you're likely to lose this and then that becomes a trap that becomes something you don't know how to deal with that turns your paradise into hell okay promise to read it again so let me read these two lines again dar miyan mar o kajdam gar tara va khiyalat khushan darat khuda mar o kajdam mar tara munas bavad kan khiyalat kimiya yemas bavad hech konji bi dado bi dam nist juz be khalbatgah haq آرام نیست. Okay. I'm noticing that with all the notes that I prepared for this episode, I've actually have material to give us more than one. So instead of trying to cram everything into um, one long episode, let me present to you the next large concept and idea that I want to bring to you about hope and disappointment, Omid and Naomidi from Rumi. And with that, end this episode and invite you to follow up Radio Rumi into the next episode to hear what he has to say more about Omid and Naomidi. And that large concept that I want to introduce here, what I think is very foundational to... Rumi's philosophy and way of thinking as a whole is that a healthy, pure heart is the tool that you need and that will help you overcome issues. Now, again, all of us, the first thought that could come to us is that we are normal human beings. We all make mistakes. How could we be healthy and pure and do everything right? I don't think he expects that kind of perfect and complete purity, but he wants it to be the destination in the direction of which we will be walking. And he wants to give us the hope and he wants to give us the help that we have in this journey. And that is allowing the beauty of the world around us and the presence of the truth supreme in our lives to give the kind of intoxication or masti which brings a positive energy to our wings to fly. And one of those examples which he will give in this line that I'm going to read is just look at the morning. Look at the beauty of the morning. Look at when the sun rises. 
you want to get as much strength from that beauty to fly. Ruha mast shavat as dam sobh as pay ank sobh ra ruy be shams asto harif nazara. Ruha mast shavat as dam sobh as pay ank sobh ra ruy be shams asto harif nazara. دلپرو میت کن و سیقلیش ده به صفا که دل پاک تو آوینه خورشید فرست. Your soul could become drunk inhaling taking in the breath of the morning because the morning is looking at the sun embracing the sun and is bringing it to your vision. Fill your heart with hope and polish it with trying to be as pure as you can because ultimately this mirror of your heart which you have polished is going to reflect the sun and the glow of the morning and spread it all over your life. Let me read the lines one more time. روحا مست شود از دم صبح از پی آنک صبح را روی به شمس است و حریف نظر است. دل پرامید کن و سیغلیش ده به صفا که دل پاک تو آینه خورشید فر است. On that beautiful glowing line, let me say goodbye and look forward to talking with you. Again, very soon. Goodbye.